What's up everybody, it's your boy Super Greek checking in. Um, we have some new content coming up on the horizon. Yes, some Zoom interviews coming up. Um, we have our first ever guest, Nefeli Papadaiki, uh, an aspiring judo martial artist that is uh, currently en route to make Tokyo 2021. So that's very exciting to be able to hop on her journey and uh, get an inside scoop of what's going on with her. Um, all I ask is that you continue to like, follow, and retweet Super Greek on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, and then like and subscribe on YouTube as well. I hope you guys enjoy the interview. So, um, so Nefeli Papadaki is here with us. Um, Super Greek checking in. Uh, first time I'm uh, kind of unveiling the face to the, to the followers. So hopefully uh, no one's scared away at this point. Uh, but uh, here with an aspiring Olympian, uh, judo, how do you even, um, it's like obviously it's like hockey player or a footballer. What is like a judo person? What's like the proper name? Yeah, for uh, we're called judoka. So just like the name of the sport and ka at the end. Judoka. Okay. Is yeah. it different for masculine and feminine? Feminine or no? Um, no, that's just like okay. universals for. I'm assuming Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Very cool. So um, obviously I have to start off with the uh, the first and foremost question. It's kind of like in the in the working world. Uh, it's like, the, oh, how about that weather out there? But the coronavirus version is, how are you doing? Is everything good? How's, uh, how's kind of life treating you in Chicago? Yeah, oh, uh, it's good. It's, it is what it is. It was tough at first, training at home and kind of mm -hmm. just being confined to this space. But I'm thankful to have, like, enough space to be able to work out and still do what I have to do and try to keep up with the workouts I had been doing previously. Mm -hmm. But obviously it's different because my sport's, like, it's not – basketball or football where you can be six feet away and like practice kind yeah. of yeah it's like full contact you're grabbing each other you're kind of wrestling with each other and yeah. fighting so I haven't been able to actually practice with like a partner partner person yeah yeah yeah. which is tough which is tough yeah um which leads me to the next question and in terms of you said like doing what you have to do what is kind of a normal we'll kind of break it up in terms of what was a normal week of training like in terms of what do you need to check off the boxes wise and then we'll, we'll convert it to a coronavirus edition of that too. yeah so before it was like I'd work out every day and then Sunday was my recovery day mm -hmm. and I would do like an hour of like foam rolling stretching yoga yeah. something big like time foam roller by the way love it keep going though yeah um and then every other day of the week, I'd have two a days. So I'd have a morning and afternoon workout. And it would be a combination of like judo. Mm -hmm. Judo was every day. Yeah. And all the other days would be like two hours of lifting, conditioning, or I'd cross-train jujitsu as well. So mm -hmm. it would be like one of those two and I'd mix it up. But it was oh. like four-hour days of training, something around that. Okay. And now it's, it's not. <laughs> so, yeah, well, obviously, obviously. Um, so within these training sessions, though, if we can go a, a, like a, a further step of detail, what are the kind of things you're looking to kind of improve upon? Or um, like, is it grappling? Is it strength of punches, strength of kicks? What, is, what are you working on when you, when you train for this long? So um, judo is actually not like a punch kicking sport. We, we have like throws. Yeah. So the main goal is to throw your opponent flat on their back. Mm -hmm. so we can get like full points and half points in that way mm -hmm. and it would be more like related to wrestling than it would taekwondo or gotcha boxing. gotcha gotcha shows so, how much i know about yeah. <laughs> so um it would be a lot of like drills drilling and like technical stuff so mm -hmm. learning different throws or how to incorporate that into your game mm -hmm. how to catch people and kind of just judo iq like 
how to play penalties, mat awareness, know like where you're at in your specific match. Like, oh, I only have like one or two minutes left. I have 30 seconds left and situational Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So it'd be like a combination of any of those things. Awesome, awesome. So so when you transition that to coronavirus training, have you just been like playing bully on like a big stuffed animal or something? What's going on in the basement? I I have like a throwing dummy. Yeah. That I had. I used to own my own. Well, not me. My dad used to own his own dojo mm-hmm. in the area, and we had like this 120-pound throwing dummy. So he was in a storage closet, and I asked my dad, "I'm like, hey, listen, like, it looks like I'm gonna be here for a long time. Can I? Can we go grab it?" So I have my basement set up with like a couple mats to train on, and then I have the throwing dummy, and I do whatever I can with it. Like, I throw it. <laughs> I like pick it up. I do. <laughs> whatever I can get done. Throw out some heavy metal too, or you train in silence? Oh no, definitely music. Can't okay, okay. Silence. So um, you're, that was gonna transition to my next question. You're, you said your father was a, a dojo or had a gym at least. Yes. Um, very um, not your run of the mill Greek sport to get into if I'm being stereotypical. So yeah. I'm assuming it was from your father that you kind of got into it. When did you at least start? Like how did this kind of all come about? Yeah, um, he did it in college. My dad used to box. My dad, he's a Greek. I'm half Greek. I'm half Greek, half Filipino. Okay. Well, my dad, he was a boxer in Greece and he boxed all his life. And then he came to Chicago to work and to finish school. And then he ended up doing like a judo class in college. Mm-hmm. And then he fell off and didn't do it for the longest time. And then he had my older brother and me. And he wanted to get us into some kind of martial art. Yep some kind of but not boxing for whatever reason like he didn't he didn't want us to do boxing and get like the brain damage or whatever mm-hmm. makes and sense judo is actually like one of the safest sports for kids mm-hmm. so he got us into that and it just kind of i fell in love with it i guess very nice so you've been doing it since how, when did you start like what age i started when i was four <sighs> i mean yeah i was crazy. little little but that's why you're dominant now it's all, all the greats they're uh, <laughs> they get started early which is awesome so I got some facts here. Uh, 26th in the world, number one in USA. Uh, and you've, you've had a nice uh, kind of resume of traveling around the world for different uh, meets yeah. in high-level judo. Um, I was reading up. I did a little bit of article researching on you as well. Um, you had a pretty, uh, hmm, how do I even describe this? Like this, the, basically the, the honeymoon of potentially making the Olympics came kind of to a halt with coronavirus. Yeah. Uh, and you found out in a pretty uh, unique location. Oh, uh, yeah. Let's dive into that a little bit. You, uh, <laughs> you were kind of in an airport in, in the either Morocco or Greece or en route to one of them when, when everything was kind of happening. So kind of just tell from your perspective what was, oh, what yes. was kind of everything going on. <laughs> so um, my plan was I had a two tournaments within a two-week time span. The first one was in Morocco and the second one was in Russia. So the first one, I'm on my way there, but I fly to Greece, like, usually three or four days before so I can acclimate and kind of get my time zones right. Um, And, you know, I'll just stay with family. And then I have a home dojo down there I train at. So I'm on my way there and I'm like in Istanbul at the airport and I land and I get a phone call from my coach and he's like, Nefeli, they canceled the tournament. And I'm like, huh? Like, are you joking? Because he's Mm. a total, like, he does that. Like, he'll mess with me. And I'm like, you're not serious. And he was dead serious and I ended up in Greece and they canceled the tournament. So I waited it out and I was like, maybe they won't cancel Russia. I'll just stay in Athens. Maybe, you know, maybe they'll come back from it. Who knows? 
And then they ended up canceling Russia last minute as well. Mm-hmm. So I basically took like a two week vacation and just kind of hung out, which, you know, could be worse. Could be worse. So the, uh, the, the city you're in before Greece, where was it? Istanbul. I was just at the airport. Thank you. Okay. We're going to, we're going to keep moving Constantinople just for the future. Okay. okay. So when you found out the Olympics are getting canceled or not, excuse me, not canceled, postponed. Um, were you kind of happy, sad? What was your immediate reaction when you found out the news? Uh, I was super sad. Uh, it was like the qualifying period is like for two full years before. And then obviously you're training full time regardless before that, but it was like all of two years, like to be put to a halt. Like I was more nervous they would cancel it altogether because they've never actually postponed an Olympics before. They've only been canceled. So I was like, oh my gosh, like this is it. Like all for nothing kind of deal. But that was for like, you know, three, four days and I was kind of down. And then I was like, well, I have to use this time to get better, be productive, be positive. I actually had like a lingering rib injury. Mm -hmm. So in a way it worked out for me because now I'm fully healed. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, I was going to say, honestly, in the yeah. field world, because uh, I, I, uh, I'm a track runner by, by, uh, by trade, um, there's a lot of uh, runners that were very relieved that the, the Olympics got postponed. And some, it's basically like whatever form you're in, if you're in like the best shape of your life or if yeah. you recover from injury, it's like very in terms of like how, how happy you are. But um, hey, you know what? You had that rib injury, you're good now. Right. And I think honestly, like, it's unfortunate, but obviously with, with public safety, one that's a huge concern and it's not uh, canceled. So there's definitely things to look forward to. Um, going forward though, uh, once things, let's say, uh, I think reports are saying that uh, a publicly available vaccine is in January of 2021. So six or six or seven months from now, um, say things start to get back under, under normal circumstances with training, what does the qualification um, kind of look like for you going forward with, with getting to the games? Um, honestly, we haven't gotten much information on that, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I think a big part of it is like, because judo is like, you don't qualify in the US, you have to travel and accumulate points like everywhere in the world. So that has to do more with like, when are people going to open up their borders? And like, are they going to let everybody in like, with how high the numbers are in the US right now? I'm I'm not entirely sure. Like, what's going to happen so we haven't gotten any surefire decision on how qualification will be changed yeah yeah which is kind of the scenario for a lot of sports i was just curious to see if they had kind of like if you were because as it stood now before the coronavirus you were in in the position to qualify so i was more curious to see if you had a little bit of that like leverage going into the next round as of right now i mean they told us initially when everything got canceled they're like you know, we're going to try to replace all the tournaments that got canceled. Mm-hmm. But now that nobody has like a timeline on when yeah. anything's going to be able to happen, I don't know. Which could be good for you in a way because you are in position. Right, right. So, right. Crossed. Uh, <laughs> not, wouldn't be the most upset in the world if they, they kept it the way it was. Just say, <laughs> wink, wink, IOC. Um, but that, that's awesome. Um, I think where I want to go to next is the fact that judo is such a unique sport. And the fact that I like already came out the gates with like, how do you punch? Like (laughs) if you were to describe like judo in like two sentences or less, or like break down to like the, the rue of what, what judo is that what is kind of the essence of judo. Yeah. I would say it's you and whoever you're fighting out there 
You have to throw them flat on their back. That's like equivalent to a knockout in our sport. Mm -hmm. So if I would throw someone like square on their back, that's like a, that's called epone mm -hmm. and that's a full point. And then you just win like immediately. So it's like the golden snitch in Harry Potter. You snag that. Yeah. Okay. I got exactly. it. We're on the same page now. <laughs> Love it. So within, obviously like with high level sports, there's always like the circuit of athletes that you start to have camaraderie with, even people that you compete against. Um, have you met um, judo athletes from Greece? And are you guys like in close touch or even elsewhere? But like, what's the scene like in the, in the judo world? Do you guys like get along? You follow each other friends? What's the deal? Yeah, for sure. Um, we're actually a super friendly community. Like I was definitely newer to the senior stuff, like, which is like the Olympic qualification tournament. So I didn't really know anyone going in, but now like I have close friends from everywhere and like with the Greek team even like we're cool like we I hang out with them at tournaments and like some events we don't have like a full U.S. team there so if I need to work like a warm-up partner or we need to work out like I'll hit them up and I'll text them and be like hey what are you doing you want to like go cut weight together or you want to yeah. work out and yeah so definitely a tight-knit community. What's your go-to strategy for cutting weight? Like, do you do the trash bags and the treadmill and like sweat <laughs> kind of thing? What's the, what's the, it seems like such like a frat boy way of doing it. But <laughs> what, what's like kind of the, the, the go-to in terms of, of like when it's, when you're getting weigh-ins and stuff like that? Yeah, um, everyone's got their own thing. Everyone's body's different. Me personally, I have like a sauna suit, but it's not like a trash bag. It's a little thicker. So it's a little bit, uh, it doesn't rip so easily. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Usually if you use like the trash bag, Gold's Gym ones, like eventually they'll, they'll tear somewhere. Yep. These are like rubbery. So it's really nice. And I just doing judo is the easiest way for me to sweat and lose weight. So I'll just work out, like do a training session. Other people, they like to sauna. Other people like to like do hot baths. So everyone's got mm -hmm. their own kind of deal with that. Very cool. Do you have a signature pre-game or post-match meal kind of thing? What do you kind of usually go to when, you're, when it's around competition time? Uh, Post-weigh-in meal, I would say definitely is like carbs, protein, and like yeah. getting good stuff and out, drinking a lot of water, hydrating myself. Um, and the morning of, like, I try not to eat like super heavy breakfasts. I'll eat like yeah. carbs, but like I don't eat like eggs or pancakes, or, like kind of heavy sugary yeah. stuff just doesn't sit right for me and I like to be like not have to worry about yeah. that how about the uh the night after a big win uh what's kind of the what's kind of the meal there what do you what do you go with um where am I going it kind of depends because like a celebratory thing yeah we get put in like some weird like random places like one of the so we were in like we were in Tbilisi right and that's not like Georgia, right? that's, yeah Georgia yeah. so yeah. that's not a lot of people don't even know what Georgia is. Like mm. I told a couple of my friends from home, like, Hey, I'm going to Georgia next week. Like, and they're like, Oh, like, like Georgia, like Georgia peaches. I'm like, yeah. no, no, <laughs> no, no. I'm going to Tbilisi. So, <laughs> the Caucasus mountains to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, we try to go somewhere that's like true to the culture. So like, Oh yeah. Love it. In Georgia, we'll go to some like a Georgian restaurant and get Georgian food to try it out. Cause it's, I think even though we're there for sport, you know, you fought, you did your thing. Like afterwards, it's okay to like enjoy the culture and see other things. Yeah. I like Orthodox country, by the way. Um, yeah. Very yeah. much uh, an interesting, an interesting <clears throat> uh, I think I want to get pivot a little bit more to uh, kind of personal life and stuff. Because obviously like <laughs> the reason why we were able to collaborate and stuff is we both, we're both Greek. We both are, you know, passionate about right. heritage and whatnot. So, I mean, where, where better place to start than Chicago? Um, 
parents uh, met in Chicago from, are you, is your like family like from the Chicago area originally or like? <clears throat> no, I'm like, uh, my dad's from Athens mm -hmm. and he just came here for school and my mom's was in the Philippines. She came here to work. So they just like happened to meet in Chicago and Chicago. got settled down over here. Yeah. All right. Socks or Cubs? Oh man. This I want, should I'm be gonna, a long answer. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Cubs because I'm, I'm not a huge, huge baseball person for being from Chicago, but uh, yeah, I'm going to have to go Cubs. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Moving right along. Uh, did you do judo in college as well? And, and did you even attend college? I didn't even ask you this in the beginning. Yeah, um, I did not. I did online classes, mm -hmm. like online college classes. Mm -hmm. The past year, I kind of fell off of that a little bit because my mm -hmm. schedule, once I realized that 2020 was actually like, I can actually do this, like I have potential to qualify for this. Mm -hmm. I trained like full time. I was yeah. like full time athlete. And I wasn't I saw myself like losing focus from school and I'm just always like, okay, I have to get ready for practice. I have to do this. So mm -hmm. I was like, there's no, there's no timeline on school. I'm going to get it done and I'm going to chip away at it. But like for this year, this like eight months left, like I'm going to just focus on my sport. So mm -hmm. that's kind of the route I took with that. Yeah. Um, judo is starting to get bigger on the college level, but for me, that wasn't, it didn't make sense as a choice. Mm -hmm. Cause it's not like, there weren't like NCAA scholarships. Like I couldn't get yeah. a full ride to do judo. So it made more sense to not take that route. And honestly, like I am a college athlete that re almost regrets in a way doing college track because I was in a setup similar to yours um, where I had a good coach in the private sector. And I was like, why don't I do this college track thing and you know, get an education, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. I had aspirations to do post-collegiate. And to be honest, the balance is very difficult and, you know, sometimes the coaching is not always steady, especially in the sport like judo. It almost, <clears throat> excuse me, it almost seemed as though it worked itself out for you and it worked out for the best because there's a lot of athletes that go into college and uh, kind of fall out based off of coaching changes yeah. and so many things. So honestly, like I applaud you for that bravery because there's a lot of people that like don't have yeah. that wherewithal to be like, I'm a, I'm a pave my own lane and do that. And you did. Uh, I guess the next question would be, um, when so you started when you were four when was it because you kind of talked about like when I noticed that 2020 was possibility when was it in your in your training kind of path that you kind of knew that judo could be a future for you in some like like I, I'm better than most people at this thing when was there a kind of a moment of realization like that for you um in it, the Olympics has always been my goal since I was like a little girl but yeah. in 2015 in 2015, I went to Cadet World Championships, which is like under 18 years old World Championships. Mm -hmm. And I took fifth place. And like the third, like the bronze medal match I fought and lost, like obviously, unfortunately, I lost it. But mm -hmm. it made it like changed my mindset. Yeah. And it, it was kind of like a make it or break it moment. It was like, you know what, like, I really want to do this. Like, I really wanted to win this. And like, I think the amount of disappointment I had from that kind of really fueled the fire mm -hmm. and like the following year after that I went to Japan which is like that's like the spot for judo like if you want to train and get better and yeah. test the waters kind of deal you go train out there so I went out there with I was 15 or 16 and I went out there just with one friend for two and a half weeks and like I went through it like it was so hard it was the hardest thing I've ever done mm -hmm. when 
go elaborate on what you mean by went through it. You just like, you're doing, I'm assuming double days. And, yeah, and like, like the training there had, was nothing like anything I'd seen in the States before. Mm -hmm. It was like two and a half hours in the morning, an hour lunch break, two and a half hours at night. And the night practice was like all rounds. Like you fought for two and a half hours straight. Yeah. And it was like super brutal. And yeah. I had, I just had never seen anything like that or experienced it before. So it was really eye-opening and I was like, oh my gosh, like all these girls are doing all this and they don't even make the national teams. Yeah. And I'm like, they work this hard, they're this good and they're like beating the crap out of me and they're not even like, they're not even something in their country right now. Yeah. So that also was very eye-opening for me and I came back home and it was like, that's when I like switched modes and I was like, okay, I can work towards this. Yeah. And then the 2020, like knowing I could actually do it probably kicked in around like 2017, 2018. Mm -hmm. um, I think that was a point when I really like rose above because I'm, I'm not from some big training center. I'm not from a national training center. I'm not from like some big name coach. Yeah. Like my dad coached me all my life. So yeah. I was very like small town girl from the Midwest, like whatever. Love, love it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But like I came out of nowhere and I think that motivated me a lot too. Cause I was like, you know what? Like I don't have to be from anywhere. Like I can do whatever I want. And, and yeah, that definitely has pushed me to get it done. I love that energy. I feel like as this has gone on, like we are very much birds of a feather with niche sports coming from outside like yeah. positions like Boston is not known as like a sprinting, like hotbed by any means. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it, you kind of feed off that energy of being kind of like this, this comeback know, yeah. kind of thing. So I love that. I love everything about that. Um, so if you live with your coach, do you not like wrestle with your, not wrestle, but you do you not train with your, your father at all? Is he, is he more kind of hanging up the cleats and he just wants to watch and coach not get involved? Um, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, he, I'll like kind of, I'll do like fit-ins and stuff. We call him Uchi Komi. So it's just like for form and we do a lot of strategic stuff, me and my dad. Yeah. We don't like, we're, that's, ret he's retired. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't blame him. I don't blame him. Judo seems like it's very much uh, taxing after a while. <laughs> yeah. The play off with the endorphins after a match, I can only imagine is, is amazing. So um, that, that is actually one of my, final, one of my more last questions. Um, obviously, like it's a different language in the terms of a lot of the, the technical terms and whatnot. But amongst the international community, I'm always fascinated by like these subcultures that, um, that kind of develop amongst different sports. Um, yeah. When it comes to judo, what's kind of the mentality or the subculture or the, the kind of personality type that gets drawn to judo? I think... Uh, it's a big mix because some like a real what I would call a real dojo is like not a real dojo what's the right word like there's different kinds there's like recreational judo where you want to like learn the sport and the culture more yeah and then there's like competition dojos which is like you're working really hard because you're aspiring to compete at like national tournaments international tournaments and work your way up the levels of finally getting to like an Olympic level or a world championships level. So I think the Japanese culture is obviously tied in because that's where the sport originated, but it's a big like respect thing. Like judo, it's, you cannot, you can't walk into someone else's like training session or camp or club practice and like act like you're like some big tough, like yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever, like 
you will get the brakes beat off you like I promise like it's it's very uh yeah like that okay very interesting so respect is a big thing um yeah I think in that same light is there from country to country um so for example like Italian soccer is known to be very historically anyways now it's a little bit different uh, a little bit more defensive oriented and um, dogged workforces in the midfield kind of thing. And uh, this kind of like staunch defensive setup called Catenaccio. But, um, and then you have like the German kind of like engineering kind of total moving about like, so from country to country, there's like different styles. Right. Is there something like that where there's a different approach or a philosophy? Oh yeah, for sure. Like, for sure. Who should I be looking out for in terms of <laughs> these guys? That's like, kind of the nice thing for being from like the USA, like no, we don't really have a style. Um, everybody is so like, not separated. We don't, we don't all train together. We don't have like a national training center where we're all, we all have the same coach, the same schedule, the same like skill set. Like we are very diverse. Mm -hmm. So we're not really a team that you can be like, Oh yeah, everybody's going to do this throw and fight this way. Whereas like, even like the Japanese team, they're like, they're a powerhouse. They're like equivalent to the USA in basketball mm-hmm. on an international level. So yeah. their team has like constants, but they all train together and they're all always together. Mm-hmm. So they have the same coaches. And I think uh, that plays into it the most, mm-hmm. but it's them. The French have their own style. The Germans have their own style. So everybody kind of does have their own, own way. Have you, um, I had a question about if you basically had faced a Turkish uh, judo, judoga, judoka before, um, but you know, it, it was more kind of a goofy question, but we don't need to get into all that. Yeah, no, what, good story. I'm good assuming story. the respect, the respect thing does continue. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's, I haven't had, I, me personally, I haven't had problems with that, but I've, the only time I've ever faced a church, Turkish girls in a tournament was in Athens, Mm-hmm. And I, I won the Athens tournament as an American Greek person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, every yeah, you know, it was it was a good time. That was a good tournament for me. It, it was mm-hmm. I just had a day, but awesome, awesome. Um, that about sums it up for uh, the questions that I have. Uh, I'm hopefully we can uh, keep an open uh, dialogue as things develop, and I'd love to kind of keep tabs and uh, have you back on once more information comes out. Yeah, about sure. your in your in your journey to Tokyo because that's going to be I mean obviously being a judoka and having the chance to compete in judo in Tokyo Japan is yeah. uh definitely probably kind of like a, a coming full circle for you as well so um unless anything else if you want to you close with anything any questions for uh you'll super agree here no I'm just kidding uh, <laughs> but uh no if, if you have anything else to kind of like leave us with uh we'll, we'll kind of leave it with that but uh thank you so much and uh from my end and uh for taking the time to speak and, and uh you're the first official um interviewee or guest <laughs> on the super greek airwaves in the, this new mode of content that we're doing so congrats on that cool thank um, you i appreciate it and yeah. thank you for your time i don't really have anything else to add all right. Well, we'll end it there and uh, we'll be keeping tabs. What is your Twitter handle just so people can follow you and follow along in your journey? My Twitter handle is just neff.papadakis. Love it. Love it. Well, you know where to follow now. Uh, Super Greeks, get on that and support your girl as she gets ready for Tokyo. We'll, be, uh, we'll circle back as things develop. So thank you so much, Nathaniel. All right. Thank you.